Soldier Field, 24-17. Bears trying to get their 10th win. Here's the boot up in the air. Going up for it. Allen Robinson, he's got it! I want to see the Bears give him an opportunity to prove that he can do this. He's caught the ball at the 43-yard line. When all the signs in the world were there. I think that'll be a fade-to-black moment with Allen Robinson taking it out of the air. That's what you're really hoping for that they really contribute to the team each year, and that you build a great base and foundation. And these loyal fans have been rewarded for their loyalty. It was, it was, it was awesome. It's, we picked up right where we left off. It was fantastic. And they have a Bears team to be proud of right now. Takes the snap, takes a knee, they head to the field. The Bears have won it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of 34 to Glory. I am your host, Tyler Flesh, and thankfully, joined by my father and co-host, Brian Flesh. Hey there. I am feeling great. It's good to be back, son. Yeah, it's good to have you back because while you were gone, I had to struggle and drown, and it was bad. I only went like 28 minutes. It was not very good content, but I put it out there. So, Well, I appreciate you... Uh, holding up uh, the the team and and uh, all your efforts. Well, it's super hard. I realized when you're bouncing single ideas off yourself because it's not really bouncing ideas off yourself. So glad that we're back and aboard and ready to go. So uh, interesting developments. Uh, the Bears officially win another game. Um, what are your thoughts on the game? Well, I I was struggling, as you know, watching this game because one side of me really wanted our Bears to lose, and you will not hear me say that a whole lot. And another side of me was like, oh man, it's hard to it's hard to root against my Bears. And so I was I was really caught because I want them to have a better draft pick, and at the same time, you know, anytime you can beat the Vikings, they're part of our conference. You know, so I was really caught, caught in the middle. Mine wasn't so much the draft pick. I didn't care about that. I, I want the house to be cleaned. Um, I feel like as Bears fans right now, a lot of people are suffering, suffering from in the moment thinking, and it's starting to be really bad for us. I Look, Trubisky comes out. He plays somewhat of a good game. That's fine. People are like, oh, maybe he's earned another contract. Look, I'm not going to say it again. You didn't sign a fifth year. He's not getting one. Okay? He's just not getting one. You would have signed him for the rookie minimum. Now you're going to have to go out and you're going to have to actually pay him. It's not going to happen. He has not played himself into any good positions. See, he is the same exact quarterback he's always been. He's scoring, the team is scoring more points, but he is the same dump-off pass guy he has been the entire year. He's Mr. Dink and Dunk. He is. And, and, he, again, he, and he, again, as we saw in the Detroit game, again, time after time, throws away the game. He likes to turn the ball over late. He throws an interception in the end zone. Here we go again. So I don't I don't understand people when they start to say things like, well, maybe Mitch Trubisky's back. 
Um, he's playing good. No, he's not. He, guys, this zebra has not changed any of his stripes. He is the exact same guy we've had all year. They may be doing things that allow us to score points. Uh, granted, I'll give you that. But this is not some renaissance of Mitch Trubisky turning into this NFL franchise quarterback. If you believe that, then I've got some swampland in Florida to sell you. Yeah, I mean, as far as all this goes, all this honestly comes down to is that we're looking good against bad teams. That's all this is. Um, look, the pressure's off to perform. There's no pressure. There's pressure on the coaches and stuff and the GM, but not the players. People keep going, oh, well, maybe if they get in the playoffs, that's it. Nagy and Pace, they bought themselves some more room. I hope not. Uh, <laughs> I don't understand how Matt Nagy is worse than Mark Trussman and with yeah. Mel Tucker and his offense. I don't we, get that either. We crucified uh, Trussman. But now everyone keeps leaning like, oh, maybe, maybe Nagy or, oh, maybe Ryan Pace. Phil Emery made like one little mistake gone. I don't understand where our heads are as fans. Now, I'm not saying all of us, and I'm not, you know who you are if you thought this. I've talked to plenty at work. I've talked to plenty online, and, 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 and a lot of people that are on the outside looking in, they're like, oh, well, you know, what if you guys get to the playoffs? That's good enough. How is getting to the playoffs good enough when you haven't had a playoff win since 09? It's not good enough. Come on. It's it's never been we good lost, enough. We lost six games in a row. Yeah, the Listen. worst since two thousand two. Okay. We are breaking records for the bad. Dead. I know you're gonna agree with me here, folks. We need to lose in order to secure the nail in the coffin that this administration has to take things seriously and shit has to change, because Ryan Pace has been doing this for far too long. Matt Nagy wins Coach of the Year his first year. We are getting worse. Aren't you supposed to get better? Like when, when Matt Nagy, I'm, I'm going to ask you a question, Dad. When Matt Nagy wins Coach of the Year, we all sat here and we said, oh my gosh, she's going to be good. Did you at that point, in, in, an honest, in, in an honest assessment, believe, okay, maybe this is it. Ryan Pace is kind of turning a corner as a oh, GM. absolutely. I thought we were turning a corner. I really did. I, I, thought, I did too. I, I thought, thank God, we're finally getting over the hump. And you know the hump I'm talking about here. We're finally getting a GM. We're finally getting a coach that really understands how to coach a team. We were looking dynamic. We were looking great. Then it fell apart. Exactly. Like So take that the first year after we have the heartbreaking double-doink loss in the playoffs to the Eagles. And if you sat here and then told yourself, hey, you're going to be in worse shape than this in a few years, I'd be like, what? Whatever, dude. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd be saying, you're joking me, right? Come on. Seriously? But before we go into the the the, the all the future talk, uh, listen, some people came out and they had a great game today. Uh, David Montgomery. Oh. Okay, career high in carries, 
Okay, he career high in yards. He broke all kinds of records. He had 32 carries for 146 yards and two TDs. Honestly, he looks like a different runner that last half of the year as opposed to when you saw him run the first half. Well, of the year. Ha- last half of the see, here's where I'm torn. Curtis reached out to me and he DM'd me and he asked if I was on Team Montgomery yet. Montgomery and I said, I'm just not. Because, look, that was a great game, but we are playing crappy teams with a who-cares attitude, with a more lax attitude. Yeah, I get it. We're still trying to get into the playoffs, but we're going to need a lot of help. I don't know if we're going to get that help. So, I'll answer the question and then I'll give it over to you. I am still on the fence with Montgomery. I don't, and I'm leaning a little more to, yeah, he could be good. But again, he's a running back. Don't forget, Jordan Howard did all this. We just got rid of him. Now, Montgomery needs to do a lot more. I need to see it against better teams. I just need to see it against better teams. I feel like he is running good, and I feel like he is running a lot better than he was. But again, we're we're playing we're finishing off the season. Jackson Li- hold on, we're finishing off the season. Lions, Vikings, Jacksonville, Packers. Packer, pa- Packers aren't much of a run defense either. Uh how about last? Exactly. So what I'm trying to, to ask you, where are you at with Derrick Henry or Derrick Henry? We'll talk about tra- <laughs> we will talk about yes, Tractor Cito. Where are you at with um I'm fantasizing about I, him running all over the Packers. That's why I brought him up. Where are you with da- our guy David Montgomery? I've got I've got one foot on the hype train with David Montgomery. The other foot, I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting to see. Listen. We've not played the greatest teams, and I agree with you. Also, if you remember at the beginning of the year, to be fair to Montgomery, because I've been hard on Montgomery myself on these podcasts. At the beginning of the year, he had that whole groin injury. You know, people were going to draft him, you know, in fantasy right up there. But he recovered. His, His first four games of the year, Montgomery looked bad. He just looked terrible. If you guys remember, the fact that The offensive line has had the same group of guys for the last four games, I think helps. Montgomery has looked like a much better runner against mediocre to poor defensive teams. So if we started to do this against a great defense, I would say like a Pittsburgh or a... um, another defense that's really, really tough, then then I'd probably give it to Montgomery. So I'm a little hesitant just because of the types of defenses we've played and the types of defenses we will be playing. We've got Jacksonville coming up. You can run against them. My goodness, the Packers, you can run all over them. And who knows with the Packers if they'll even be playing their starters by the time we play them. They will. They have to. Uh, fun fact about them... Well, they don't have to. Well, what's uh, what what uh, the Saints just lost? What what's the Saints' record now? 
Um, they're ten and four. Ten and four. Okay. And the Packers are what? The Packers are only. What are the Packers? Packers. They're eleven to... and three. Yeah. So, um, if the Saints continue to lose, yeah, but the, I mean, the Packers are a overrated team. You know, they're one and two against winning re- teams with a winning record. I did not know that. They're one and two. Uh, Saints have a stronger. Uh, they haven't played this year. Saints, so Saints will hold the tiebreaker because they have a stronger strength of schedule. Strength of schedule, I think, down the line. But it also goes into division. I don't know the whole works. Pretty sure. Don't take my word for it. Look, regardless, they're going to play to win out. Yeah. That that, that they're not going to sit because what if they sit and they lose to us, and then the Saints win, then everything goes through New Orleans instead of Green Bay. They're not going to sit out. Right. And I, and real quick, they and we'll, I I do want to break down their game. I know what everyone's thinking. This is a Bears podcast. I want to break down their game because they. I think they could very much lose to Tennessee. They they could potentially lose to Tennessee. I'm just saying, if the Packers are in a position that they've got everything locked up by the time we play the last game with them, I'm not so sure that there's a lot of incentive there to knock us off. Why why wouldn't they want to play a team like us? I just told you the incentive. Well, I'm I'm confused. They're they're fighting for the one seed. I just I just said though, Tyler, if if they've locked up the one seed by the time but we they play can. them. But what I'm telling you is they can't. They're only one game behind. The Saints play the Vikings next. I guess if the Saints lose to the Vikings, yeah. But what if they lose to, to Tennessee? I think that I see, I disagree. I think they fight the whole way through. I, I I don't see it happening because, okay, what, okay, let's say the Saints, I don't know. I don't see it. I don't see it happening. They're, they're fighting for the number one spot regardless. All right. That, that, I mean, I don't, I, we could get into weird I, scenarios. I think, I think the scenario is more likely that they, um, have not locked up the number one spot and have to have to play their starters. There is a scenario in which the number one spot could be locked up. And at that point, I don't know, is it worth them to play their starters? Now Seattle's still 10 and four too. So Seattle's 10 and four green Bay's 11 and three and the saints are 10 and four. So they're going to need a lot of losing. They're going to need multiple teams. They're going to need the Saints to to lose the next one and the Seahawks to lose the next one for them not to even play us. I I don't know yeah, if that's going to happen. It's, pro- it's probably looking less likely at I this mean, point in time. I mean, the Seahawks are pretty. Well, Seahawks play the Rams. Who yeah. the hell knows? Yeah. Those I mean, teams are both shit. So if the I'm, Seahawks play the Rams and they lose... It, look, if they both lose, if everyone loses, hey, they're gonna they they might they might sit us. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I I think I think your scenario is quite honestly more likely that they're gonna have to play their starters throughout the rest of the year because it because it's so close. Could we beat their backups? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, Ty. It, Green, de- yeah. it depends on how those backup play. That that that's. We'll, yeah. we'll yeah, get we'll, into all this a yeah. little later. Um, as far as the game itself go, look, we uh, defensively we played a little laxed, I thought. Gave up some stuff y- that you normally didn't want to see, but 
I mean, I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment, and I'm not going to be. Uh, this team sucks. This team needs a whole house cleaning, and you know, there there's no excuse for the way our season's gone. Well, I mean, let's be honest, guys. We started off five and one. Minnesota started off one and five. Yeah. So we're still playing bad teams. Jacksonville right now has a 75% chance to have the number one pick. Yeah. We're going to beat Jacksonville. Actually, today, if the pick were today, they would have the pick over the Jets. Yeah. Jets only have a 25% chance now. Yeah. So, so they have a 75%. And that they, these are the teams we're finishing up with. We're going to get up for the Packers no matter what. I don't want to see us in the playoffs. We're not ready. Who can we beat? I don't know of a team that we could beat in the playoffs. I don't either. I I, I think it would be a, almost a certain one and done. And I certainly don't want to, like, let's say something weird goes on. We get in the playoffs, we knock the Packers down to the two seed, and we get in on the seven. That means we play the Packers in Lambeau. Do uh, we really want to go out like that in misery? Yeah, that... There, there would have to be many liquid refreshments to get through that game. But that's a possibility. If we win out, that's a possibility. Yeah, it is. It really is. I mean, if you think about it, if the Saints, if the Saints win out, we win out, which means the Packers would drop one, which means the Saints could very well. What if the Packers drop the next two? Hmm. Then, then, then you're. They're still probably going to be the second seed overall, but if they're not, like, look. So, so no matter what, we're probably going to get in. If we, if if we get in, it's going to be the seventh seed. You're looking at facing a top team right off the rip. It's going to be embarrassing. Yeah. No matter how you, no matter how you cut it, you're going to be playing the cream of the crop. Remember those jokes on Saturday, like. When Saturdays would come around, everyone's always like, oh, I feel like no matter what Saturday, when it's wild card Saturday, it's either the Houston Texans or the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. You know, the, <laughs> the bad teams. Well, well, guess who's the bad team now? Yeah. And, and I don't want to go down you, like that. You can't tell me that these really good teams have not noticed that all we can do is dink and dunk. Yeah, they, they will get, kill yeah, us yeah. because, because the, what they'll say is, listen... Trubisky can't throw over 20 yards accurately. And all we're going to do is we're going to sit on these passes, you these know what dink it, and dunk you know passes. What it, you know what it reminded me of? What what it's going to end up being is like the Saints did to the Chiefs this weekend. They yeah. basically dared the Chiefs, hey, run the ball. I right. dare you, run the ball, because we're selling out for the pass. Didn't really work out for the Saints. But the point is, I feel like smart teams are going to crowd the line of scrimmage and be like, okay, Mitch, how about you throw the ball past 10 yards? We dare you. Yeah. Well, wouldn't you do that if you were the defensive coordinator of those teams? Yeah. Knowing knowing Trubitsky and his preference for, first of all, I I don't want to, maybe this is the time to get into it, but listen. Go for it. Here's the thing that really ticks me off. For those of you that think that this is a different Mitch Trubisky than the first Mitch Trubisky that played the first four or five games, let me tell you, it is absolutely positively not. He still is looking at his first first read. He is not going through his progressions. 
and he's still looking to dump it off. And when he doesn't dump it off, he's looking to run. And this is four years in the league. Yeah, this is this is it's just it's just pathetic. Yes, are we scoring lots of points? We are, but it has nothing to do with Mitch Trubisky. Well, it's like, uh, did you see the quote from Nagy? He said that he goes, you know, when we really get the ground game running, it really helps Mitch out, and that's our formula to win. No shit, you just now figured this out. Like, <laughs> no shit. Also, you're playing bad teams, man. Yeah. And the same, the the other thing that I wanted to talk about. Why are we always grabbing at like the smallest, minute details to help boost our ego with Mitch? Like, well, look, look at that. Look, he takes three steps back on the drop, and he moves a quarter of the inch to the left. He's getting better. That's what we do as Bears fans. Whereas on the other side of the coin, you have someone like the Bills and Josh Allen who absolutely sucked. And his progression from last year to this year is phenomenal. Unbelievable. You know what? The Buffalo Bills have suffered. And I'm not, I will tip my cap to you guys. Congratulations. You have a quarterback. What I'm trying to say, Dad, is why the hell are we grabbing at the details that don't make sense because this guy's been in the league for four years. He's not our guy. He has a couple good games to string together, and now everyone thinks he's the savior again. See, you're bringing up such a good point about Josh Allen, and I tell you what, all everyone listening to this podcast needs to see that Josh Allen, this was a coaching technique change. Josh Allen changed his almost his entire throwing motion with his quarterback coach in the offseason, and he went from having one of the worst accuracy ratings to one of the best. Now, that's, that's Josh Allen putting the work in, and that's a coach really knowing what he's doing with his, with his quarterback, and that's working in unison. Listen, Trubitsky has not put the work in and he does not have the talent well, I don't, to be here. I don't know if we can... I don't want to say he hasn't put the work in, because I don't know. Maybe he's just not coachable. Color wasn't coachable. I mean, all, all we ever heard was he throws off that back foot. How many times, Dad, did we hear in the broadcast? Yeah. Well, they brought in so-and-so to help Color not throw off his back foot. Look, when he throws off his back foot, back foot, back foot, back foot, we get it. He's not coachable. I'm not saying Trubisky is Jay Cutler. I think Jay Cutler, I've said it before on this podcast. If we could take Jay Cutler's attributes and put them into Mitchell Trubisky's mindset, we'd have a hell of a quarterback. We would. Because I think Trubisky wants to get better. I think he wants to learn. I just don't think it's there. He and I'm not trying to be mean to Mitchell. I, I'm not either. Because good, good for Mitchell he has made, I said he might not ever play in this league again. I was wrong. I was wearing a little emotion on my sleeve. He proved through this run, he, he, the, he'll be he'll be a backup. He'll, he'll be in this league for a long time. Well, well, he just won't be with the Bears. Maybe it wasn't fair to me to say he hasn't put the work in. Let me reframe it. If he's put the work in, the work does not show with the output that shows up on the field. Let me just put it that way. Because I don't see him being much different 
in these last three games than he was in the first three games. He's throwing the same short passes. He's 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 not reading his progressions in terms of his his receivers. Um, I, I I just don't see it. So maybe maybe the talents there, maybe it will show up eventually. He may be putting the work in. I just don't think he has what it takes. His decision-making, I continue to say, his decision-making is too slow. He almost doesn't have what I consider to be football instincts. And you know what football instincts have. You know what they look like, right? They look like a guy like Mahomes, who who almost automatically senses what's around him, where he's at in the pocket, and has the ability to, to improvise. You don't see that with Trubisky. What you see with Trubisky is there's no ability to really improvise. There's an ability to run, and he's not reading his progressions. So he just doesn't have it. And, and that's, that's the best I can say. You can be athletic as heck, but if you don't have what it takes to improvise and to make quick decisions, it's it's just it's just not there. Do you still feel like even though we're winning, is this still a no-brainer for you to clear house? Yeah. Do you think they will? That's what bothers me. I think they have to, right? Look, I don't under, like I, I brought up Trustman earlier. He's better than Nagy. And we fired him. The only reason Nagy is around is because he has a better defensive coach. Chuck Pagano. Mel Tucker sunk that ship. I don't care what you guys say. The proof is in the pudding now. So we get a wild card spot. Let's say. I don't for, want it. For some, I know. I know. I'm, I'm just putting a scenario out there for you, son. Let's say by some well, we miracle. We need the Cardinals to lose. Yeah. By some miracle, let's see the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals have. I'm looking right now. They, I believe, they play uh, the San Francisco next. Yep. And I believe they then close their season with Seattle. The Rams. Oh, they close their season with the Rams. Okay. So, let's say they um, lose one of those games and we went out. We're in. Or let's say they lose both of those games and we just win one, we're in. So so the scenario is this. We, I don't, I don't we get, think that's right if we wait because they're we're seven and seven and they're they got a game up on us. Oh, okay. They're so we would six. we would have to win out, they would have to lose out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. That, that, I don't, that, I don't, I don't, that yeah. makes that that makes that scenario really unlikely. But just for argument's sake, we went out, the Cardinals lose out, which I don't think is going to happen, especially against um, San Francisco. They're, they're just not the same team they were. Do you, do you think if we get a wild card that they clean house? Yeah, I do. Uh, here are the stand. Oh, shit. I just hit the wrong button on my phone. Yeah, to get back to your point, though, yeah, I do. I think I think you have to. Like I said, the stats are there. The facts are there. We're losing. You can't have a rebuild with the old foundation. That's not a rebuild. 
that's just putting up new walls. You got to wipe clear house. Now, I think Ted Thompson's going to survive. I read up on him. He's been part of the family. He's grown up in the family. I think they are looking at him more as family and not as a business partner. So, unfortunately, I think he stays. Um, a GM name that a lot of people are now looking into and asking about is um, Lewis Riddick. Yeah, he... Um... I think the didn't the Carolina Panthers just interview him? Yeah, I think a lot of people are getting the memo out on uh, on him and everything. Uh, real quick before we get into GM talk, uh, so right now the standings for the football for the playoff: uh, Green Bay one, New Orleans two, Seattle three, Washington football team four, um, Rams five, Bucks six, Arizona seven. And then the eight and nine are between me, us, and Minnesota. Yeah, I, I, I'm glad you really clarified that 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 they're a game that Arizona's a game ahead of us. I, I just don't see Arizona losing to San Francisco and then losing to the Rams. I, no. I just don't, I just don't see, I don't see those two scenarios, and I don't see us. I see us winning against Jacksonville. I do not see us winning against Green Bay. I'm sorry, I just don't. Do you have an idea for um, who you would want as a GM if we do clean house? You know, I don't. And the, and the reason being is I've not done my homework on that. Um, sorry, I just haven't. No, it's fine. It's, it's I know the truth. there was no prep. Um, I just, I, yeah. We I, were I, talking about Lewis Riddick, and I, right. I just threw that at you. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I would need to do some more homework in terms of, of looking at a GM – I do. Who? Who? So, so, so tell me, son. Uh, who are you talking about? This is going to be an unpopular pick. I, I and people might not even know who she is, but I would love to see Mina Kimes come in and be the GM of the Chicago Bears. Mina Kimes, the podcast talk show host. Well, she's also ES. She's an ESPN, ESPN. analyst. She's on NFL okay. Live. She's not just a podcast. Um, but she does have a podcast. I don't just say that because she knows football. I say that because she's an analytic side. Will, will her dog be making the decisions? Probably. She does have a dog named Lenny, and she is obsessed with the dog, and I don't blame her. I'm a dog guy, too. But let me um, get to the point here. The point being, not only is she football qualified, she has a business degree from Yale, she, and she actually broke into ESPN by breaking down the business of teams and contracts and where they take their money and how they disperse their money. So she has a financial mind and she understands cap space and how to move money and how to get money around. And I love that, but she's also, she gets it. She's got a football mind. I've listened to some of her podcasts yeah, and she really knows how to analyze players quite well. I'll, I'll give that to her. You know what? Tyler, that's what I love about you. That person wasn't even in any corner or recesses well, of my I, mind. You're never going to hear it anywhere but here, I bet. I, yeah, I, I mean, that, no, that, was, not, not, that was not a, a, a name that even remotely came up. But when you said it, it's like, oh, well, hey, I, and I'm not, I could kind of see that. And I'm not saying like she'll take it, but I think it'd be worth reaching out to. Why not? Why not? You know, she knows football better than almost any analyst on there. 
when when they let her actually talk. Do you think? And, that- and wait, but hold on, let me clarify what I what I mean by actually let her talk is networks seem to confine you down and say you're only going to talk about this and this and this, and you can only talk about that. We don't want you to do this and this and this. So when she gets her own platform and the freedom and the expression like we have here to talk, you sit there and you listen to her analyze things. And you can pick up like if like I'm not just saying this because I I gamble, but if you do like she's so good, she break down players and be like, look for this player. I think he's gonna go over his average and yards. And she doesn't bet. She's just literally saying that like she breaks it down that much into detail. I just feel like one, she's female. Two, she's Asian American. When has those two ever got a chance? Yeah. No, I, 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 I love your idea. Do you think the Bears, the Bears to me represent an old-fashioned, traditional kind of family franchise? Do you think that they would go kind of that far out on a limb and actually pick someone like her? Unfortunately, no, because they're fucking lazy as shit. And they put together this stupid committee board. That's how we hired Ryan Pace. Oh, I know. The NFL committee I read about board. It. Yeah. So, like, no, I don't. To answer yeah. your question, no. Um, I, I don't know what this means for Bears fans. I don't know where we are as an organization. It, it, it feels like we continue to never get to the threshold where we want to be at. Like, right now, we're doing the same thing we did with Trubisky, and we're doing it with the team, looking at small, minute details to cling for hope. And we're doing that with um, the team and the playoffs. Like, well, what if we get to the playoffs? Yeah. What do you mean, what if, man? You can't be this far and long into a rebuild and be this far back. We, look, when I said that by taking Trubisky, you go back a decade, and I, I clarified this on the last podcast, and I want you to hear it too. From the moment that you draft him. So we're, we're already four years in. So, you know, in my estimate, we have another six because I think that's how far he pushes us back because he can't miss that bad. I tell you, I, I did listen to the podcast and when I was gone, Tyler, and I tell you, one of the things that I am now in agreement with you on that I wasn't in agreement with you before was the need to just just start making taking shots at quarterback. The need to just start taking more and more shots how bad at quarterback. Were, how bad were the Eagles ridiculed? Yes. Hurt. Exactly. Now look at them. Well, now everyone Well, that's what's funny about analysts. You and me will sit here and we'll tell you straight we'll tell everyone and we'll tell each other, "Hey, I was wrong. I was wrong." All these fucking analysts, they sit back now and they're like, "Oh, Jalen Hurts, that was a great pick." Bullshit. In April, you were cussing well, at the TV let, saying how stupid it let was. Me, let me tell you another one. And and it's the Chargers quarterback. Look who the Chargers oh, started with Herbert. this year. Okay? Everybody was so ready to say Herbert's not ready to be in the NFL. He's one or two years away from the NFL. We got to go with um, Tyrod Taylor. Uh, Tyrod Taylor. Now, hey, come on, gang. This is nothing against Tyrod Taylor, but Tyrod Taylor is not a passer. But 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 wait wait wait. Who do you 
who gets the cre- credit for this? Anthony Lynn or the doctor who punctured Tyrod Taylor's well, that's, lung? That's what I mean. Well, <laughs> I, I that, think I think it's actually the doctor that punctured his lung and basically put their coach in a position of saying, "Her, you, you've got to go in." By the way, a funny side God. a funny side story. But by, by the way, was when he got out into the huddle for the first time. Hunter Henry looked at him and said, what are you doing here? That is a that is a true story. He goes, you know you're a rookie quarterback when the starting tight end looks at you in the huddle and asks you in front of everyone else, what are you doing here? True Ouch. story. Ouch. Ouch. Growing pains. Growing pains. Which, which the Bears need to have some growing pains, right? We need to. But, like, here's my problem, why why Pace needs to go. You see that Trubisky's not your guy, but you cling on. I, I, I need a GM that – I think a GM is – it's okay to make bad mistakes. It's not okay to hold on to those bad mistakes because of ego. And I think that's what Ryan Pace can – I don't think. Sorry. I know that that's what Ryan Pace does. He's done it time and time and time again. He drafts Trubisky. Trubisky's clearly his guy from the beginning because he b- drove a shitty car to the the draft or the interviews or whatever. And Ryan Pace fell in love with him. But when you start to see, ooh, this isn't our guy, when do you start going, hey, I need to bring in someone, but I don't need to bring in someone. Like, I need to draft someone, right? Because, look, here's the thing, right? A lot of people are going to sit back and say, hey, man, we dodged a bullet with that Cam Newton, didn't we? Did we? Because I don't think we did. And let me explain. Not because I don't think Cam's a... Not because I think Cam is a great player, because he's not anymore. He doesn't have it. But I'll tell you what. uh, Ryan Pace treats draft picks like they're... I don't know, candy, and he's giving them out at Halloween to go out and get Nick Foles and then maybe have to pay to trade a fourth-round pick for Nick Foles to get him, find out he's not a fit at all because the offensive line's atrocious. You know, Cam Newton's a bargain at $1 million for one year. That's where, I, that, that's where I'm at. Yeah, no, I, I, I get you. And, and, you know, you're so right, Tyler. It is... The really smart, good GMs and coaches, you know why they're so good? And Andy Reid is in this category. Andy Reid, when he had Alex Smith, knew he had an okay quarterback. But when he saw Mahomes play in scrimmages, he knew what he had. All right? Yeah. yeah. Now, it would have been really easy for a guy like Andy Reid to go, hey, man— I'm loyal to my veterans. I'm just going to keep the veteran in there. But that's not Andy Reid. If you know Andy Reid, Andy Reid knows talent. And when he sees talent, he's willing to go in a new route. The problem with our Bears has historically been this. It's like a math problem. If you've ever done math and you know that when you make a mistake— You don't correct your mistake by trying to keep doing the same thing moving forward. You have to turn around and go back to where the mistake was made and correct it. Right. That is, and if you have too much ego, 
and you can't get out of your own way, which you know who I'm describing with too much ego, then at that point in time, you're lost. Because at that point, you can't honestly look at yourself in the mirror and really be a good evaluator of talent. No, not at all. Look, I... When it, when it comes down to it, we, we need to move on, and I think we will, and I hope we do. Um, we're winning. I guess that's fine for now. I still hope we don't get in. I really don't. I don't want to get in. I don't want to be embarrassed on a national stage. I also think if we lose, you know, then that puts the nail in the coffin. You know, that that that's done for pace for everyone. So Yeah, I I I just at this point in time I'm with you Tyler. I just can't really see how we lose against Jacksonville. I mean, Robinson's now hurt. I mean, we we would really just have to completely fall apart as a team. I, I would also like to see us actually build through players that we develop. Yeah, I don't mind trading for players, but the whole Ryan Pace regime has been built around other people's players. Yeah. Mac uh, I mean, I guess Eddie, we got Eddie Jackson and then Quinn, but like, but like even people that didn't work out, like you know, like you know Trubisky, I would say was the trade up. We didn't really develop. Uh, we 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 missed on that. We and then we bring in Nick Foles. It's like we continue. We like we don't have any real big name guys. Like we we have no one at wide receiver. We bring in Allen Robinson. Now Mooney shows potential. But can Mooney step up when the spotlight's on him? Yeah. When Allen Robinson's gone and he needs to be our hey. number one, I don't know because right now he's kind of working as in between. Like he's an in-betweener right now. And by in-betweener, I don't mean size. By in-betweener, I mean position. Is he a two? Is he well, is he a three? Speak, speaking of that, and I don't want to get us too far off subject, but can someone tell me, can you tell me, Tyler, what the hell's happened to Anthony Miller? I mean, seriously, has has the guy not disappeared this year? Yeah, a little bit, but like, who's throwing to him? Like, I, I, I know, I, but I, look, I was high on him, and he might not work out. But like, you say that, but, 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 like, seriously, but, 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 like, you know, who's throwing to him? Yeah, I, I get I, it. He can't get the ball to everyone. He can barely get the ball to the guys he's getting the ball to. And the first time we've had Allen Robinson go over a thousand yards. As a bear, like... It's only because he's, he targets Allen Robinson about 12 times a game. But what I was going to say, too, is how do we know Anthony Miller's just not getting targeted? Like, he doesn't really target Mooney either, and Mooney's good. I don't... So I'm not going to sit here and say, like, okay, where's Cole Komet been? Nowhere. This whole season. He's looking like a bust for the Bears. Probably will go on and be better with a different team. That's why I don't know. Well, he know. hasn't got any playing time until recently, Cole Komet. But that's what I'm saying. Whose fault is this? My problem with it is, okay, name one person on the offense where you're like, you knew they were good, that we developed. Because I can't. Because we don't know if Montgomery's good, do we? We sit there and we're like, oh, he's good games, bad games. We don't know. And then we get Anthony Miller. We don't know. We know Allen Robinson's good, but we didn't develop him. We got him in free agency. We don't know I, if Mooney's I, good. I can think of only one guy on offense like that. Cody Whitehair. Yeah, okay. That's that's a lineman, but agreed. That's but, it. But that's, that's it. it. 
and he's a, he's a lineman, which yeah. I'm not trying to. Linemen not, are people too. They are, but I'm saying from the skill position set, there's yeah. no one we've developed. Yeah, there's no, absolutely I, that's no reasonable. one. And that's on that's on Nagy, but that's on Pace. Pace is the one that got Nagy. I want to go over some different strategies with you, some stuff. I've been thinking about this. If we do get a new GM, I would be curious in. And this does not get done. But do you think that there would be room where you could sit there and try to trade for a coach? Do you think anyone would have the balls to do that? Because I think we need to trade for a coach. I'm I'm tired of looking for one, man. I, I, I know yeah, I sound I, I, I know I sound impatient here, but as long as we can get rid of players and we don't have to get rid of draft picks and then we can get a new GM, maybe trade for a coach. Yeah, I I, I get where you're coming from. This whole finding a coach by committee kind of thing is is hasn't really worked, didn't work for us. I, I love because the we, I, because we don't know what we're doing. We can't identify a good coach, yeah. but we can if they're already a good head coach. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, a, a coach that I really think is, he's a young coach, he's great, we're never going to get him, but if we could find a Sean McVay in the rough, you know? I, I was going to say that the only two I'd want, honestly, is Sean McVay or K- Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, yeah. Now, Kyle Shanahan's going to bring a very different kind of offense yeah it's gonna be great that's what it's gonna be yeah yeah i mean he, he's a mastermind he, everywhere he goes everywhere he goes look at the running game it's successful look, look at atlanta yeah look at when they lost the super bowl and he's like i'm outie yeah i know they just they did a nosedive i mean what he's doing i love with, your idea what he's doing with the 49ers he doesn't even have a team there so you yeah. know they made they made mistakes too. We did escape the bullet of Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, we thank we have talked about thank, that. And thank we've... goodness. And you know what? The other thing is, you know, at one time, I'll I'll admit it. I was on the I was on the mustache wagon, the Gardner Minshew wagon. That could still be a thing. I let's talk about this now. Trevor Lawrence is probably who they're going to take. So probably. So, so you think is Gardner a guy that I think you take a shot at him? But I, I'm gonna say something that might be controversial. I think maybe you see what they want for Gardner because I don't think they're high on him. So, oh, they're definitely not high on. I him. would throw away a sixth or a fifth round pick, no higher. I would go fifth or sixth, preferably sixth. I would also bring in Sam Darnold. I'd also bring in. Anyone like that that's young, that still has an arm, because why not? But well, I'm not. But here's the thing, though. If I was a coach, I wouldn't say, "Hey, you have the job." I would bring these assets in and say, "Hey, let's see if you got it," because you can cut them. Yeah, they're not going to be well, on huge contracts. And if you trade for Gardner, obviously he'd stay on the team. Yeah, right. But but why not bring in someone young? What I don't want. Is I don't want Carson Wentz. I don't even want the Bears to entertain that idea. No, I I agree. I agree. 
I listen, I love the idea of bringing in, um, you know, the Jets quarterback. First of all, I'm a believer that Adam Gase is like the biggest butthole since the world began as a coach. And I think he's basically lowered the self-esteem of this young man to the point that, you know, is really bad. So I think the kid has potential. I think I, you know, once again, I'm going to refer back to the it factor. Quarterbacks that are good in this league have an it factor. And the best way I can identify that it factor is they have these two football instincts. They make quick decisions, not always the right ones. Even Brett Favre didn't always make the right ones. Even Montana didn't always make the right ones. But they ha- they're quick, they're decisive, and they, they, they seem to have an instinct about where to go with the ball. Question. Yeah. Do you take a shot at Dak? Man, you gotta you're you gotta have a wallet to take a, to take that shot. But we could. I mean, if we move assets around, do you take that chance? I I love Dak. I th- I think he's a damn good quarterback. I just wow. You you would yeah you would you would have to put up quite a bit of cash. You would have to structure the deal in a way. Yeah. It, yeah, to you, see what he had before the injury, but he's not going to want that. You, so he, you're right. You would have to. Yeah, he's he's going to want he's going to want his cash up but front. But cash aside, yeah. Do you want him? Yeah, I do. I would take him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he has a lot of perseverance. It looks like so he's not bad. You saw what that team became when he left. Yeah, but he's got a yeah. lot of talent in Dallas, man. Yeah. I mean, C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper, uh, everyone's production went down when he left, and everyone said, oh, Dalton's going to be able to do it. Uh, I would take a shot with Dak, man. Do you think Houston tries to restructure everything, and is is a Deshaun Watson potentially available anytime? No way. He just signed that mega extension. You'd have to trade. The only way you could pull that off is if you got Bill O'Brien back there. Yeah, you're not. You're, 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 there's no way. Yeah, yeah. which sucks for Deshaun because he's gonna get himself hurt. Yeah, that that's that's bad news. I don't know any other quarterbacks. The reason I don't want Carson Wentz now, I would take a shot at Carson Wentz if that contract wasn't so heavily o- loaded in the back end. That contract is a fucking nightmare on the back end. Oh, I know. He's it's it's crazy. I do think he goes he, to Indy though. Really reunited with Frank Wright. Ah, that that might make some sense. Boy, I feel bad for Indy because I think that I think with Carson Wentz, he looks so good in his first year. And he's just a guy that has progressively he's had a few good games, spotty games here and there. I just, I just don't know what to think of him. I I, I really don't. He he's he's like Lost it. So, anybody else? I'm trying to think of young and maybe still eligible. You have anyone that's nothing? Nothing that comes right out at me. Mariota. 
I know we've talked about him. Now, whoa, whoa, he, wait a second. He Mariota. Only, he only signed a one-year deal. Yeah, Mariota might be an interesting guy to take a look at. I don't want Carr. I think his no. better days are done. Yeah. Mariota want... might still have something left in the tank. I get it. He gets hurt a lot, but he might be. With Mariota, I, I'm thinking more of a bridge. Yeah. With Sam Darnold, I'm thinking, let's just see what the guy has. Yeah. You don't have to sign him for big. Yeah, because he. But see, what I don't, what, what we need is a coach or a GM who's like, okay, here's your deal. We're not afraid to cut you. Like you know, you've already tried to work out with a team before. You're yeah. you you didn't do good, so you're not an automatic starter. You're not in. You got to earn your position. You know, because I I that's that's how I feel. Well, here's the deal. We need a coach that can take a group of quarterbacks that are vying for the same position, understand what their strengths are, and then play to those strengths, which is the exact opposite of what an Adam Gase does. Agreed, but you also have to see who's performing better, who's doing better. Like, I mean, I would like to bring in Gardner, see what he has, see what he can do. Yeah. I mean, mean, there, there were times Gardner looked, damn good out there in the field we we needed we just need to make sure that we have i mean i'll tell you what dude we got i i would not mind if the draft just starts getting consistent on us just building off like offensive linemen offensive linemen i'd be fine this draft if we draft all offensive linemen i would too and i'll tell you why because this year it's been a disaster for for that entire group um yeah. I'm I would be good with that. All right. Well, I'd be good with that too. We'll we'll see what ends up happening. Is there anything else that you can think of? Anyone else? I, I don't want Matt Ryan, I'll tell you that much. Oh no. Are you kidding me? There's talks of him. No, 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 no. Trying to go through all the other younger players and can't really think right now. Yeah, I don't really have anybody anybody in mind um a lot of a lot of young good quarterbacks coming up Allen looks like he's the real deal obviously uh marcus mariota is the real deal uh still kind of i i don't know about tua in and out yeah i don't i i'm worried about tua's injury i feel uh feel horrible for joe burrow Oh, I do too. That that offensive line is going to get him killed. Yes, he. They, he re- I mean, they already. Almost they, well, they already him. did kind of get him killed, but maybe maybe you can't blame that on the offensive line. But yeah, you it can. almost looked Jesus. like it. Jesus, yes, you can. Are you kidding yeah. me? You, you, Dad, blame away. They're fucking horrible. Yeah. The first jokes were when the first season. You're gonna get him killed. You're gonna get him killed. Yeah. Well, damn. They they no. they did it but once again. Speaking of the it factor. You can look at you can watch that kid play. He's got an it factor, right? Yeah. Yeah, he has that clutch gene. Herbert has an it factor. See, there's another young up and comer. Yeah. Uh, no. If Herbert can do that with Anthony Lynn, if they could just get a good offensive minded head coach, think, that'd be th- think of where that kid can go. And that kid can throw a long ball beautifully. Well, just remember, guys, if we can't, you know, rue I look. We can't root for the Bears. Let's just root for the demise of the Packers because I'm scared. I'm scared that they could make it to the playoffs. I could end up the playoffs, the Super Bowl. Oh, if I, they get the one seed, 
I, I don't think God teams hate going to Lambeau in that cold and Lambeau thrives off of it. Like in Lambeau, the Packers thrive. I know. And I feel like if that happens, you're looking at Green Bay, Kansas City, the one versus the one. Listen, I don't see Tampa going in there and upsetting them. I don't see the Seahawks doing it. And nope. I, the only way the Saints can do it is with Taysom Hill. Yep. Yep. Because and, Breeze... and the reason I say that because <laughs> Curtis brought up a great point last time we were talking and he was bringing up hardball and how hardball killed the Packers with what? Colin Kaepernick running the ball. Taysom Hill runs the ball. Yeah. That's the only way you're going to do it. Breeze is not right. If they want to make a deep playoff run, they yeah. need to just Bree- sit Bree- Breeze. Breeze is hurt. He's not right. The loyalty is too much. Yeah. They need to back away. Yeah, but. they do. Well, that's all for this week. Uh, we'll be back next week with another new episode. And remember, it's always a good time when you bear down. Bear down.